0: It's available now at mrvintage.co.nz Hey,
1: that reminds me. You know when we spoke to Tim Finn the other day on the Platinum Series series of interviews? Yeah. Do you know that as soon as that music kicked in, because I was looking at a picture of him on Zoom while we were doing it, as soon as that kicked in, he started going in his head. He was really getting into that. He was... Lo- Tim Finn was absolutely
2: loving that. That Chris Rea remix. Yeah. Chris, it was Chris, Chris Rhea. Chris Rea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I've got a question for you. How shit is Sylvia Plath? Who? Sylvia um, Plath. The poet. Oh. Fucking rubbish, because we wrote two really good poems on the show today. Oh, so well, good. Uh, you, you wrote a good poem but it was too sexual for my liking. And people should listen to the other podcast because you present it. It's about Trent Bolt, lovely Trenty, and you present it to Gary Stead in one of the most awkward two minutes of probably all of humanity, would you say, be up there in some of the most awkward things that have ever happened. You, reading this very perverted, depraved, (laughs) sexual poem about one of the members of his team. Well, you say that, but I, I don't think he felt that. I think he loved he,
1: he he was into it. I mean, and there's imagery. Because you can imagine, you know, when you think of Trenty, lovely Trenty Trent Bolt, mm-hmm. Trent you think of him at the top of his run, just in the final strides, walking back as he turns. It was perverted. You know, and you look at his face. There's something mm-hmm. in his eyes at that point.
2: You might as well have thrown him down a hole and then lowered some lotion down to him to rub on his skin. That would have been less awkward. It would have been less awkward if you'd made a pair of lady pants out of Gary Stead. It would have been less awkward if you'd set up a Mangina and you'd been dancing in the mirror to Goodbye Horses by Lazarus, singing, saying, You like me? I don't like me.
1: I was reminded. I was reminded the other day about the time when we went down to the mountain commentated because we weren't allowed at the ground and we commentated from Lovely Trenty's house.
2: Oh, yeah, that was good with his dog. Yeah, with his dog and... And you were upstairs most of the time rifling through his undies drawer.
1: Okay, all right. I did rifle through his undies drawer. <laughs> was his partner there? No. Jeez. His family
2: weren't there. His family were away.
1: She
0: seems lovely, his partner. But that's by the by, sorry, too. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so... And I rifled through his... I mean, if you're at Lovely Trenty's house and you've had the opportunity to go to his house and you're commentating and he's out... It would be remiss of you not to go to Rizundi's draw. I mean, it's one of those opportunities that you go, well, I had an opportunity there and I let it go. Oh, was, he, was he out? He was out. Yeah, oh, he came oh home God. later. Uh, it's like the Courtney Love situation where now I look back on that Courtney Love situation where I could have potentially made love to Courtney Love in 1999 mm. and I... Didn't And I look back now and I think, well, what the hell are you doing, Jeremy? You just should have... I, I really was not into it at the time, but I should have just taken one off the would, team.
2: It would have been much like when we went to Sun Studios in Memphis and we had been where Elvis had been and we held the very mic that Elvis um, sung um, a whole lot of... What was the first Elvis song? Anyway, we sung that. Well, that's all right, that's right mama. mama. Yeah. Mm. Where we sung that, very much you would have been where Kurt Cobain had been in yeah. the way that we were both where... Elvis Presley had been.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to hit you with this theory, Jerry. Would you, is it not better to know, to keep your, to live the rest of your th- your life thinking, you know what, I could have if I wanted to? Because what happens if you went ahead and it was just a disaster or whatever, or she actually didn't want to and she was just flirting and that's how she acts with lots of people. Yeah, I wondered about that. I think there's a lot of times in life where you, <clears> you need these small wins and things not to turn into, you know, not to play out because you need to live the rest of your life knowing that they could have happened.
2: What you bring up is a really interesting philosophy that was, I was reading it from Oliver Berkman not so long ago. The idea that your life, you compete completely with all the fantasy paths your life could have taken. Yes. And so the life that you take, you go, oh, this is the life I took. But there was all these other options that I could have done and you regret all these fantasy things that could have happened in your life. When you're in a relationship, you, you're... Um, staying faithful to your partner, but you feel like you're doing that um, with all the other women you could be with and all these other perfect fantasy Mm. women that are your best friend, also the sexiest thing you've ever had and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And they just don't exist. And so you spend a lot of your life with regrets that don't exist. So you've got this big regret about Courtney Love and that you didn't um, go hammer and tongs. Yet maybe that was never a path that was open to you and maybe you just misread the signs. And maybe you would have got too drunk, maybe you would have maybe you would have fire trucked the corner of a hotel room. Who knows? Anything could have happened that a lot of humiliations could have happened. So yeah. what I'm saying is don't regret it, man. No regrets.
0: No, and life's life's worked out for you. I had an opportunity with a woman um called Tulsi last Friday night mm. and she presented herself
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: to, to, <laughs> to, to, to me. Did she? Yeah, she? A girl yeah. called her? that's weird because that's my partner's
1: name. And
2: Not said, a very common name,
0: no. Mm. And I went home and I he said, you know what? It's just good to know that that could have happened if I wanted it to.
2: You can always, you can always know that would happen. So I'm going to hang my head on that. I
1: I just kind of go back to the moment though, um, in that <laughs> hotel room with Courtney Love in 1999. Of course you do. And I I was so intimidated. and I was so scared. I was just trying. I was running a school project. I was doing an interview you that do. was basically a school project, and I was trying to. I was trying to get an okay mark for my school project mm. interview, mm. and she knew it was a school project, and so she she was so bored that she was just trying to probably make it entertaining for herself by feeling with me.
2: She probably I thought, "I will use my sexuality mm. to tame this young buck." Yeah, I did. His ambition. I
0: gotta say, I didn't find her very sexy. Did you walk even in, in, in person, pointing due north? Were you running a bit of a? Nah, t- t- I was did not. Did she I, get a vibe from you that maybe this guy wants to? No
1: nah, man, I I, I, I right didn't then, find her sexy. I, I seriously didn't, and it was quite intimidating. Let's not forget Kurt had only died five years before that.
2: Yeah. That's not long. That's like Fresh in his grave two
1: thousand eighteen.
2: Well, hang on a minute. No, he died so that was maybe 94. even two years. Did he did he know ninety four? Ninety four. Shit. God he fucking checked out early, didn't hang he, on Kurt Cobain? Twenty seven. So in retrospect a- in retrospect, I would say to Kurt too early you checked out too early there was a lot of good to come you could have actually you could have you could turn this fucking thing around Kurt and right now it's always something that everyone does I mean would Kurt be bald now and doing what, what kind of music would we be doing I know that he wanted to go more down the REM route didn't he um but what would Kurt be
1: doing now yeah good question I and how long did Kurt and Courtney go out for
0: and what's the brokerage
2: situation? 90,
1: 91 or something? Did they start going in 92? They're only going out for a couple of years.
2: They got married, had a kid. He was <laughs> fucking, have you have you seen that, Um, what is it, Mayhem of Heck? What is it? That, yeah, I think that's it. The, yeah. That movie. He, it actually Courtney Love is the onto it one in that yeah, relationship and actually she blames him for getting her on smack again and he's just, she, can, he can't even hold Francis Bean. He's so fucking wasted mm. and she has to keep taking the baby off him. He fucking took a lot of smack, that guy. You think
1: about that relationship, you know, and it was not very long. Like, it was only a few years. And, you know, I've now been in a relationship for 23 years, and that's quite a long time compared to, and I think about our relationship when I went over with Tulsi that was three years into it.
3: And it's like, that is a lot. That was only the beginning. So they got Do married you know. in 1992 after four months of dating and he was dead in 94.
2: There we go, two, years, two and and years. years. They were out for two and years. And if you take Courtney Love, her two whole, years, lot, her, it's her nothing. whole nothing. life is defined in a way by that wow. relationship. Yeah, it yeah. was and, only and, two years of her life. And what about it? His, his daughter, Frances Bean Cobain, she's like defa- defined in a way by her dad who she hardly ever knows. I remember reading this really interesting thing with Julian Lennon and he was talking about his dad, John Lennon, he was going, I'm completely defined by this guy, I look exactly like him. Like him, but I'm older now than I than he was when he yeah. died.
0: Mm. Whoa, yeah, that's buzzy to even think about. I never
2: really thought about that before. Yeah. yeah, hey, um, so I was talking about Sylvia Plath before, and how oh, her yeah. shit poet she is. She's got this poem called oh, Daddy, the poem Daddy, which a lot of people call me Daddy or Daddy Coos. Oh, sorry. sorry, before we read that, can we take a break? Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll come, come back and I'll read this poem when we come back. So it'll be worth worth waiting for. <laughs> Daddy. You do not do, you do not do any more, black shoe, in which I have lived like a foot for thirty years, poor and white, barely daring to breathe a chew. Daddy, I have had to kill you. You died before I had time, marble heavy, a bag full of God, ghastly statue. And one grey toe, big as a Frisco seal. I mean, Jesus Christ! What's the Frisco seal? From San Francisco. Suck the life out of this podcast. She's 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 breathing. She's got a chew in there. She's got a foot. She's got a a shoe. Oh God! She's killing her dad. That's shit from you, Sylvia Plath. Daddy,
0: the word. mm. There's so much to unpack there, but
2: a bit of power, my daddy's daddy, daddy cool, (laughs) daddy. daddy cool and I poem? think as
1: well a better if you if you're thinking about daddy I reckon this is also better when it comes to it because I was actually listening to this the other day
2: what Completely
3: oh daddy
2: my least favorite song on this album you, know you make me
3: cry
1: Rest in peace. Christine McBee.
2: Hey, while we're on the topic of um, members of bloody, um, how you say, bloody, um, what? Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Yeah. I was watching the movie National Lampoon's European Vacation yesterday, and I've always known this song here. You'll be familiar with this song here.
1: Oh, that's Lindsay Buckingham
2: Yeah, I never knew this was Lindsay Buckingham
1: Makes sense now that I'm listening to the voice Yeah But I didn't know it was him
2: either He had some big hits after Fleetwood Mac But in kind of a weird way So he just wrote this for So, So Someone came up to Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac and said can you write the theme tune to our movie? National Lampoon's Hollywood Vocation, European Vacation. Oh, no, no. Um, uh, Hollywood Hol- Holiday Road Vacation, and then it was on across all five. So it's become one of Lindsay Buckingham's most well-known songs.
1: Isn't it funny? Because when I think of Lindsey Buckingham, there is a guy who takes music incredibly seriously. Because music for different people is so different. I, I mean, I know I just talked about Tim Finn before, but bringing back to Tim Finn. Why don't you marry Tim Finn if you fin- like him so much? I
2: yeah, I, I would. I, can I? Yeah, no. Is that
1: an option for oh, me? No, his no, wife wouldn't be into yeah. it. No, okay. He's
2: been happily married no.
1: for a long time. Oh, bugger. Because he's pretty hot. I, I liked him fun. He's got he's got a, something about him. Anyway, what I was going to say was, for him, music wasn't just something to be taken seriously. There was a humour to it. Mm. And for a lot of musicians, there's a humour. I mean, David Byrne's another example where he's an amazing musician. He can write amazing songs, but there's always just a hint of something funny that's going on when I thought of Lindsay Buckingham when you hear him talk about music on docos and stuff he is incredibly into it and the 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 depth that he goes into it is really intense but it's never funny
2: yeah never funny never funny yeah
1: they were they were artists they were feeling it artistically
2: I tell you that mixes those things together um artists and feeling it and funny is. National Lampoon's Vacation, the movie starring Chevy Chase. Beverly D'Angelo in that movie, oh, my God, she is an absolute freaking smoke show. And there's Christina Brinkley's in the show as well. Oh, yeah. Uptown girl. Christy Brinkley. But Beverly D'Angelo in this comedy movie, she gets nude twice, but she is so hot. And I always wondered why... Who's the fucking star from um, – Al uh, uh, Pacino. Why Al well, Pacino married Beverly D'Angelo, who's kind of a comedy actress. Mm. And, and and it was because she's such an absolute smoke show, Beverly D'Angelo. Ah. Yeah.
1: She's the hottest Bev in the world, isn't she? Because Bev is not normally a hot name. What about the two Bev's that are at your dairy? Well, actually, no, what, about Bev. Bev, what about Bev Feathers? How does she compare to – <laughs> Bev Feathers –
2: Great, but no Beverly D'Angelo. No,
1: and Bev from The Dairy Across the Road with Mavis and Bob, so
2: unhot. Was it in eighties movies someone someone was this is about a mother and a father taking their kids on holiday, but the mother is obviously way too hot for Chevy Chase and also I don't know how she's a mother, but how come she just ends up this for some reason she goes and have a shower and then she's nude in the shower? Like it doesn't seem like a big part of the plot. It doesn't seem a key. It's not a key part of the plot in this movie that be- Beverly D'Angelo should be nude in the shower. Do you see anything? You see everything. What? See everything. Do you see? Do you see Muff? No, you just see boobs. You see her beaver. Okay. Muff. Yeah.
0: Jesus.
1: Muff was. A, if she, you
2: saw a Muff, it would be like whoa. Well, they asked a Christy uh, Christy Brinkley to do full nude in the movie. Um, full nude with Beverly. Well, why
1: wouldn't you if you're a woman? Like if it's unless mm. you 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 know if you're legs together. Why wouldn't you do full note?
2: Yeah, and no, it's not like you've got your balls hanging down. But uh hmm. no, she she refused. And but you can sort of slightly see in the water because she's in the pool at the motel, Christy Brinkley. But I actually and, and, and this is actually the topic of the rewatch the topic of the rewatchables podcast this week, that's why I'm rewatching this movie. Great podcast. Um uh, but in the end, Beverly D'Angelo is just so much more <laughs> attractive than okay. Christie Brinkley.
1: I'm gonna give you three names, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to name in terms of People that you'd like to spend a night with. Yep. Between the sheets. Okay. Yep. yep. These mm. are your three options. Okay. Is it like a shoot,
0: shag, marry situation, or is it? No, a... it's
1: just rating them one to three. One to three. Okay. This okay. feels problematic.
0: Okay. Beverly go. D'Angelo. It's just opinion,
1: okay. right? Bev Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Bev from the Vicky Ave Super
2: It. That's that's going to be D'Angelo, Super It, Dunedin.
0: Feathers is coming in third Let's
2: not third. talk about this. It's highly inappropriate. Even Moving if you on. should come in third. Have Let's you seen Bev oh, from the no, Vicky no, no. super? Oh, shut you shut you it agree down. think you're regret that, mate. Shut it down. Shut this, seriously, shut this conversation down. It's so, no. it's so inappropriate. What about you, Mesh? It's so, no, don't. It's, it's just
1: don't, a situation of which you prefer. I know,
2: but I don't know the situation that's going on with this person right now. And if you were to wheel them
0: into studio, all three of them. Yeah. There's um, someone else filming. Um, I'd go Feathers because I find the smell of cigarettes sexy. Yep. Don't do this. She's a
2: nice woman, right? She's a, always a out. nice- I'm out. <laughs> it's inappropriate. Can you throw another Bev in there? Beverly D'Angelo- Bev and Schwang? Bev, that, 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 I'm happy with that. Okay. Beverly D'Angelo, Bev Swang, Schwang, and Bev from the superette That's Why that. can't we put Bev Feathers in there? Bev and Schwang, okay? <laughs> so in that case, we go Beverly D'Angelo, Bev and Schwang- Luigi 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 Luigi. No, Luigi. he's not in there. Okay. And then Bev <laughs> from feathers. the Super Bev, Bev from the Super B. Bev feathers, she's not in it. If she <laughs> She's not part of it. She should be in it. But No. If, well that's
1: not good for her. She might want to be in it. How do you know? Well, I don't What know. are you saying about her that she's non attractive woman? I'm saying that's, she's that's horrible. Yeah, she should be in that. She's are you saying that she's not a woman who's and not a sexual woman she hasn't been in you know she's had a history at some point of making love (laughs) we all have let's be honest not not all of them we've all done it most walk
2: away we've all
1: had sex everyone in this room you ruined it some more than others
3: i walk away i just want to bring it back to something really wholesome please do for god's sake that i i I, and i want to pass the wisdom on to mash actually the youngest member of of the crew mash You know, you don't fall in love with a body. Hmm. (laughs) You fall in love with a soul. An asshole? No, no, no. With a (laughs) soul. Is
2: this some kind of... I don't want to get get down that route. And once
3: in love with a soul. Oh. (laughs) Everything about that body becomes beautiful. So...
2: Oh, that's it? Okay, right. Yeah,
0: yeah that's lovely. Thank you Thank for that, Rita. I have
2: thought that, that have you, Mesh? You've
0: never, he's just such a. I
2: didn't he's he such a, a rampant change. such changer. a tits man, <laughs>
1: you know. He's always <laughs> going on about people's tits around the office and <laughs> all
2: stuff. All right, let's shut this down. Okay, on the other podcast, we've got... The other podcast out today, we've got the Penis or Genius Rugby Union. We debate that. We've got a woman being attacked by both a snake and a hawk at the same time. <laughs> And, and Jeremy Wales delivers a very overtly sexual poem about Trent Bolt to Black Caps coach Gary Stead in one of the most awkward two minutes of my life.
0: Can I just clear this up? I do not walk around the office commenting on people's tits. You see yes, you
3: do. Yes, you do.
1: All right. <laughs> this is okay. it's, not Blum, more,
2: it's more in the
3: you
0: studio. Seem, you seem busy. With the mics off. All you
2: all seem right. busy. We'll let you
1: go. All right.
0: All right. Don't go anywhere. Computer's on. Today on the podcast joined myself, and Jeremy Wells are talking about those things. Didn't we just do that? No, that was for the podcast. Oh, right.
2: Okay. Hold on. So it says our names. Say, eh? Matt and
0: the award-winning, the hugely popular, award-winning Matt and Jerry show.
2: Today on the podcasts, we have a hawk and a snake attacking a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry delivers a very sexual poem to Gary Stead about his favorite cricket player, Trent Bolt. And on the uh, intro podcast, we go deep into the poem Daddy by Sylvia Plath.
3: <laughs>
2: and also we, we rate Bevs in terms of
1: order of preference. <laughs>